Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching On the Town with Tanya, and I'm here with one of my favorite guests who's back again this week with me. Uh, she is the author uh, of Unbreakable Me, Elizabeth Graybill. Please say hello to my guest. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. I appreciate you. Um, I wanted you to come back because I'm, again, I'm reading your book and, uh, and there's just so many good pieces in here, but one particular piece I wanted to talk to you about is, um, how family, um, when we think about addiction, right. Uh, and many of you, I don't know if some of you know this, but I used to be an addiction specialist. Uh, Elizabeth is, uh, I call you a specialist, you know, uh, hello. I'm the special person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm special too. You're not getting all the credit here, uh, but uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but you know, family always uh, plays a role uh, when it comes to addiction. And you've been in recovery for a while, um, uh, and many people have. But what they find is sometimes when you've come out of rehab and you've done every all the work that you need to do, you know, you've asked for the forgiveness. You still have people I call that do something what I call they hold you hostage. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's like, they just don't allow you to ever forget uh, your past. Um, and so I wanted you here today <clears throat> just to speak <clears throat> a bit about that. And maybe we can help other people figure out how to move forward. And, it, you know, when you get what I call hostage takers, your family mm -hmm. and your friends, like, oh, you took my pocketbook 20 years ago. I can't <laughs> believe you did that. It's like, girl, that was 20 years ago. I did not take pocketbooks unless, unless they're Gucci. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, we're just funny, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh lord, yes. No, is it worth any money? No, just kidding. No, I'm joking, but what we are serious because well, we have to joke about this because it could be very distressing, and it and that and you know. I had a friend tell me once, you know, my family just never believes me. They just never believe anything I said. And I said, well, how long has it been? He's like, it's been eight years. I was like, eight years? It sounds like they got a problem. They need to go into, into um, what do you call it? I call it family recovery, you know, the therapy piece. Well, you, you know. know what? And, um, you know, I used to think that too. I used to think that, you know, once I stopped doing what I was doing, that everybody should embrace me now and love me. Because I'm not robbing you anymore right. and whatever, right? And that's not the way it works. And unfortunately, you know, we leave scars yeah. and uh, we leave a lot of wreckage behind. And when you're a person who has been in recovery for years and years and years, mm -hmm. you know, you are more like, you know, people kind of know you as the, the, the liar, you right. know, you're the storyteller. Right. Uh, you're the I'll be back and never show up for like four or five days and right. you know, stuff like that. So, you know, when people are so used to seeing you in this one place, mm -hmm. you know, it's very hard for them yes. to accept the fact that maybe you have changed, right? Because to the contrary, we have shown them nothing different for 30 years, right? So exactly. we have, you know, made those promises. Uh, we have, uh, you know, promised to do the right thing. We promised to stop getting high. We promised to, you know, stop selling our food stamps. We promised to stop, you know, to start paying our rent. 
and stuff like that. And like we we were never consistent. So, you know, it leaves a, a, a mark on family, you right. know, and it makes it harder for them to honestly believe mm -hmm. that, you know, people change because I think that when you don't understand addiction, right, that you don't understand that it's a sickness. Yes. Um, I think that a lot of people that don't have a good understanding of it mm -hmm. believe that, you know, it's almost impossible for us to change, right? Um, because again, like I said, our history has been, you know, what it's been, you know, whatever we, whatever horrible picture we had left them with, mm -hmm. uh, that's the picture that they still see. And so, you know, I it, it was a hard lesson one for me to um, to sort of like try to navigate through that, you know, with my own family, because I have to understand their pain is real too, right? Right, right. You know, their trauma is real too. So um, instead of saying, you know, I don't understand why you don't love me or why you can't accept my changes and why you're not, you know, supporting me or, you know, happy for my, for my achievements. Right. The truth is a part of them is like sitting on the sideline saying, Okay, yeah, it's a wonderful thing, but we're just waiting. When is she going to screw up again? Because right, waiting for the drop. Right. You know wait. what I'm saying? So they still have that fear too. So yeah, it's real difficult. Well, well do you think that I think and I, I I think this is a valid thing. When when someone goes into recovery, I often think that the family should too. Not not go away to rehab, but they need to go to meetings or groups or NA whatever for family meetings because that kind of catches them up to speed, um, so that you're not stuck. You don't, you know, went past the finish line and they're stuck back on the, the, the starting point. And it's like, well, wait a minute. So now everything you do is like counterproductive because they don't understand. They're going to keep, you know, grilling you and asking you questions and not trusting your your judgment. Um, which is understandable when it's fresh, but this people has been sober like 10 years. It's like 10 years. Of, like I haven't did that in 10 years. Why are you still writing me? Like, and it, right. it, it could be yeah. kind of burdensome, burden, burdensome. I can't say the word. No, you know, the thing is, is that, okay. You know, my own experience has been, you know, even with my children, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, I see the hurt and the trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see that, you know, even though I'm in a place that I'm at today and, you know, life is good and I'm pushing forward and I'm, you know, I'm doing some things today and I'm doing the next right thing and I'm trying to make myself available. Right. You know, I see that their pain still exists for them. Right. I've, I've forgiven myself. Right. But just because I've forgiven myself for the things that I have done and, and found some peace with it doesn't necessarily mean that they have, right? And so it could be a real difficult balancing act because, you know, I would get, you know, oh, well, you know, I've heard all there is here. You know, you were never there for me, you know, and, you know, and you did this and you never showed up. And, you know, and even now it's like, I feel sometimes like I'm not, I'm not worthy of even, giving them my opinions because when I do, I feel like I get attacked. But there came a point where I, I have had to tell my children, you know, quite a few times that, listen, you know, I'm not going to live there with you anymore. You know, there is, you know, I understand. And I've apologized, you know, I've apologized 
the best way that I know how to apologize, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've tried to take the necessary steps mm-hmm. to try to form some kind of a relationship with my kids. Mm-hmm. But what I've experienced is, is that sometimes they're the vessel that keeps me stuck, right. that will take me back or that will remind me of all those things that I did. And, you know, I got to the point where I had to tell them, listen, and I know I've said this, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need you to remind me of what I did because I'm the one that did it. Right. Yeah. Like I haven't forgotten that. Right. You know, and it's just as painful for me, yeah. you know, as it is for them. And I, but I don't, and I'm not trying to measure their pain either. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, after a while, yes, it, it just gets to the point where you, you tell yourself, listen, you know, they have their own process, right? They have their own process and they got to go through their process, however they need to get through it. I have to know when to pick and choose my battles. And I also have to learn when to walk away. And, yeah. uh, and I'm still kind of working on that, right? Because sometimes I feel that they're not, they're still suspicious almost. You know what it's like for me? Let me explain this. Like, maybe I can say it like this. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, just think about this. Just think about, you know, being around your child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that has seen you in this this vicious cycle for 30 years and then all of a sudden you know there's this other person that emerges mm-hmm. you know through recovery mm-hmm. and they're standing there looking at you basically you're kind of re- reintroducing yourself to your own damn family because they don't even know who the real you is because exactly. you spent so many years mm-hmm. you know living in that place and being this other person you know that that they that's the only person they know you yes. know so they they know that ugly, mean, you know, conniving, right. <laughs> you know, uh, oh my God, you know, they know that person, but here goes this person and they're looking at you like, you know, who the hell are you? Right. Sometimes I don't think they can, ex- I, I can't explain it, but they're so used to the drama that they can't accept this new character that wait there's nothing wait you're not going to go and sell this you're not going to do that you're not going to and it, it becomes their self-fulfilling um i don't know fantasy that they just can't let go it's like you let go but they can't literally cannot let go because yeah. they're stuck because they were so used to living in that life of like like for instance my mom is an addict so mm-hmm. you know i was used to saying i wonder if my mom's going to come back home i wonder if she come back home i wonder i'm used to that so you know, I'm, I'm sure if I would have went backward, I'd be like, is she going to go out again? When she goes out to the store, I'm be like, why is she going to the store? What's over at the store? Why is she taking more than five minutes? I mean, it just becomes a, a worry wart situation for the mm-hmm. family. Um, okay. And so, but how the question is, how do we identify those type of people? Because even friends can and family can take you hostage. So so that's what I wanted people to pay attention to. Um, you know, like how how do we. You know, how can we identify these people? Um, well, you know, I, the thing is, it's not even about identifying. At the end of the day, you know, people can say that they forgive you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean they forget, you know? And then you have some people that say they forgive you. And, you know, the truth is, is that they haven't gotten past some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, 
I think that it's about our choices today, yeah. right? You know, I am a person who's been in recovery for almost nine years. And so I have to make some hard decisions every day. And one of those hard decisions is not to use drugs or alcohol. Okay. And that's an ongoing process. That's every day that I wake up. Okay. Because like I tell people, we only get a 24 hour reprieve, right? So that's it. You want to say it? at any moment, I'm subject to change my mind. And I can do that because I have that choice, but I have those same choices on who to allow in my circle and who to allow in my space. And so I have to learn how to protect my peace and my sanity, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I practice now and I try to do. And mm -hmm. if that means that I have to stay away from family, mm -hmm. right? Then that's what I have to do. And some of those choices are very difficult, especially yeah. when it comes down to making those decisions about your own children, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, you know, so I struggle with that. I mean, I don't have that down, you know, I, I'm still going through emotions with right. my kids, you know, and, um, but there are some days that I just have to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this now. I'm not enough, you right. know? And, um, so it's a learning experience. You know, you learn as you go along, it's trial by error, so to speak, because exactly. I'm living a life that I've never lived before. Right. I'm experiencing things that I've never experienced before. Um, because I've always been, you know, high, I've always medicated Right. My feelings, my events, my situations. Right. right? So now right. I'm dealing with it head on. And so this is this is challenging because Absolutely. there are some days that I want to say, you know, I get the fuckage too. I tell people, <laughs> like, you know, I get the fuckage too. And and you know, and yes, I'm spiritual, you know, but then there's some days that that spirituality goes out the window, and then that other person comes in and I'm ready to rip your head off. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I have to be careful too. Right. You know, about, you know, things that I do and people that I'm around and, you know, and how I respond and react. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think that's every, everybody. But I, I think in recovery, it's, it's a little pinch step harder until you've yeah. been there for a while. But how do you deal with um, when people bring up your past? That's what I meant to ask. So like so if you meet, you know, you see somebody who knows you from the past and not a new person. How do you deal with that? Is there any advice you can give someone? I mean, you know, this is what I, I, I've been doing, you know, since I've been in my process. Mm -hmm. You know, when there is an opportunity for me to make an amends to someone that I've hurt or mm -hmm. that I've, you know, then I do it. You know, one of the things that I do is that I'm always open to listen because there's a lot of people, right? that I have done things to, and believe it or not, I don't even remember, okay. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I might run into somebody and say, oh, you remember that time that you did? And I'm like, I, I really don't, right? right. Because right. I was so drug induced, right? right? That I don't remember a lot of the stuff, you know? So I try to go, you know, I, I take it, you know, uh, one person at a time, you know, like I deal with things on an individual base. There's no set way to do it, mm -hmm. you know? You just have to cross that bridge right. kind of when you get there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. what I will say is this, that always be open-minded. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Always be open mm -hmm. to receive what you need to receive. 
you don't necessarily have to respond to everything. Some right. things that we feel and right. we think of doesn't always have to be expressed through our mouth, right? right. Um, and and you know, you just gotta you, you just gotta be prepared mm -hmm. for things. You have to be especially prepared for things that you may not want to hear. Oh yes. You know? because you know we've done some things, right? right. And you know the truth. You know, people don't like the truth. I don't care how much they say, oh, give me the truth. People don't like the truth, okay? And when you give it to them, the first thing to do is get on the defense, right? <laughs> no, nope, I didn't do that. No, nope, that wasn't me, you know? And then what we tend to do is later on when we're alone, we'll think about it and we'll say, you know, they were right. Instead of just saying, you know what? You were, maybe you're right. You know, maybe, you know. So there's no, you know, my advice is just to be open, mm -hmm. you know? you know, be willing to hear some things, you know, be willing to be accepting of some things, you know, don't always get your panties in a bunch, you know, and think that, right. you know, you're right about everything. You just, you just gotta, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just an individual kind of thing. So I don't know. What about this? Um, have you ever um, made an achievement, like even writing your book, let's say, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and people that you thought would recognize it and just say, oh, good job, well done. You you actually completed a task, you did something. Does that ever bother you? And if so, what would you give advice to someone that, that was, uh, you know, they're thinking like, oh, I did this and I did X, Y, and Z and you never, maybe the person never completed something before. This is the first time they've actually went 100% mm -hmm. through and now everybody's like, oh yeah, whatever. It's like, what? Yeah. Wait, I need a kudos. Do you yeah. just... <laughs> yourself or what do you do? Like how, how what well, advice? you know, the advice that I would give to people is, you know, be proud of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself, pat yourself on the back because I think that you're your biggest cheerleader. You know, um, I also believe that, you know, not everybody is going to be, you know, or, or is going to feel the way you think they should feel. Like, I think everybody should be happy for me, but that's my thought, right? That's the way I feel, right? And is it hurtful when the people that you expect to be happy for you is not happy for you? Yes, it is. It, it can be hurtful, but you know, I tell myself, you know what? Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Seriously. I mean, I'm not going to dwell. You know, I, my motto is this, listen, if you're for me, be for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not for me, and you're not with me, then guess what? That's okay too, mm -hmm. because that's your choice, right? So, you know, you just gotta, you gotta learn how to just have, I think acceptance with, yeah. with, with life is like big. You yes. gotta learn how to accept, accept, you know, people for where they're at. You gotta learn how to accept that everybody is not gonna like what you're doing. Everybody's not gonna be happy for you. Everybody, you know, is, is just, you know, not going to feel the way that you feel. And like I said, it's okay. Doesn't mean that it's not painful. Right. right? But right. that's my own stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's my own stuff. So, okay. you know, I learn how to, you know, I have to give myself and I have people that are, that are supportive, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and so I think for me, I've realized that not everybody can go where God has you going right mm. like not everybody can come with you Say it and, again. I feel, and i realized that today where Ooh, god like has that. you going mm. 
everybody can't go. So I'm okay with that. And I find peace with that. And that's what my spirit gives me. That's what the God that I choose to, 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 to listen to and follow uh, tells me, you know, it is okay because where you're going, everybody can't go. Ooh, I like that a lot. Where you're going, everybody can't go. Y'all hear that? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That is powerful stuff. Very powerful. Um, so so um, p- pretty much, I guess, um, what was my next question? Oh, it's guilt. So when people, um, if when you, when you first was in recovery and people tried to guilt you um, or bring you down, um, you know, um, or were not supportive, you, you got through with God and with just keeping your own self-confidence and the few people that you did have? Absolutely. Well, you know, I am so grateful mm-hmm. for, you know, the people that God put in my life when I needed them to be mm-hmm. there, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that everything happens in God's time. Right. So Ooh. even though I may have not had the support that I thought I should have had, mm-hmm. see, God sent an army for me to mm-hmm. hold me up and to love me when I wasn't able to love myself, right? Mm. And, and and they loved me and, and, and took me, you know, in until I was able to love myself, you know? So, you know, we find support in places that we couldn't even imagine sometimes. Like these were strangers. These were people that I did not even know, mm. you know, until I walked in that door of recovery. Yeah. And the love, and 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 the patience and the compassion mm-hmm. and the empathy that they showed me was was just so like and I still hold that like mm-hmm. that still keeps me going till this wow. day you know yeah. so you know don't always look at you know your brother or your mother or your sister or your father or your yeah, kids give you that you know what you think you may need from mm-hmm. them you know, sometimes we get it from places that that have nothing to do with family, that have nothing to do with anybody else. Because what I believe is sometimes they're not even equipped to give it to us. Absolutely, yes. God gives us and sends us people that are equipped Mm. with the knowledge and the understanding of the disease that we have, right? So, you know, I'm just just blessed and I'm grateful, you know, and, um, you know, I I couldn't even ask for anything more, you know, Mm. and and Mm. like I said, they're my family. We might yeah. not be blood family, but they're my family. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I call them your angels. Absolutely. Uh, and listen, family is not always blood, right? Uh, no. And, and I tell foster youth this, and you know, I, I ended up in foster care and doing addiction work because my mother was an addict. Uh, so I was a child of an addict, which is, uh, which is almost like being an addict, pretty mm-hmm. much the oh, same, absolutely. you know, oh, she's going to get high. Okay. Well, well let's see. Got to worry about she's coming back and where's she going to go? Oh, I think she's going right. to move. I don't know. You, you know, you go through the right. ups and downs with them. Yep. Um, so I, I got into this field because I just thought, you know what, um, somebody's got to do it. And, and I keep, I was sick of seeing traditional counseling. Uh, it was another thing. I just felt like these people don't know what they're doing, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm just glad that, that when I see people like you, I think, wow, God is so good, man. God is so good. So I'm so happy that someone has their mom back, even if they don't appreciate it and they, they can't see it. I can tell them firsthand what that's like, not mm-hmm. to have her back. My mom passed away from her addiction at 42 years old. 
I'm so sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. God does, like you said, he does everything for a reason. And I believe that sometimes your parents are only a vehicle to get you here. Mm. They're going to carry you through. So mm. with that being said, I can, I can uh, uh, identify with you in the sense that, um, you know, we don't, we never know where our angels are coming from there. And then he sends us many of them to carry mm. us through this journey that we have to go through. So Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. Um, I call him my sister, my sister girl, uh, yeah. from another mother, uh, because, um, it's amazing work you're doing. This book, uh, you guys got to go out and get it on Amazon. Unbreakable Me, Still I Rise. Oh, powerful stuff on it, boy. <laughs> that is powerful. I mean, just the just the words, Unbreakable Me. Like, people don't know, like, right now, it's hard out here for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you don't have some source higher than yourself, like God or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, you got problems. Yes. So I wanted you to come today because I love for my viewers to be feel empowered, to feel like I can do this or to just to hear from people who've been there, done that and still doing it. I know mm-hmm. you no, no one's perfect. We're not perfect. But the Absolutely. fact that you're putting one foot in front of the other every day and saying, I'm going to, you know, get out of this. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. And for you to do your book, girl, and some of your book, girl, you did mm-hmm. that. You did that. Well, you know what? I think that my biggest thing is, is that I just want to encourage women who have been through what I've been through, who have, who may be even still going through it, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes we need a seed. Mm -hmm. We need something planted in us, you know? And I think that for me, I think my mission now is to encourage people, especially women, right? Mm -hmm. That no matter what Mm -hmm. they've been through, no matter what they've done, you know, no matter what it is, Mm -hmm. they are still worthy to live and to be, and to be happy, you know, and and to, and to have a life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We go through stuff Mm -hmm. and you know what? And it is what it, you know, I always say there's nothing that we go through that hasn't already been written. Hmm. This is our, this is our lesson. This is our teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people get through, mm-hmm. and sometimes God has another agenda for them. Mm. You understand? And mm. I just want women to know that no matter what they go through, no matter what they've been through, listen, you can do this, right? you know, recovery and, and healing. It is possible. Listen, this is possible. It's reachable, right? You, I mean, you can do this and, and, and you got people and listen, you don't have to do this alone. Nope. Right? You don't problem. have to do this alone. Nope. There are people like me all over the world who has been through stuff like this that are ready to reach out and yes. grab you and love on you. Yes. until you're able to love on yourself, right? Yes. You yes. don't have to do this alone and mm. you don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Well, well, how can people reach you uh, if they need to reach you? And I know you're available for speaking engagements as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I know you just recently started a nonprofit. Uh, I know you're going to try to get that up running very soon too. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations. A lot of stuff, you know, yeah. What's the point of going through something if you ain't going to go back and help somebody else? Yeah. Right? Today well, it's about being, it's, it, this is about service, baby. It's about you know, all of them. Service. It's about service. Listen, 
you know, we can say, yeah, I would love to make a whole lot of money doing this and doing that and doing this. But at the end of the day, right, it's about service. It's about reaching across the aisle and giving back what was so freely given to you. What we got, we didn't buy this, right? We didn't pay for this, right? We lived this, right? So what we got in return, you know, the, the, the thing that we got in order for us to be able to continue to live our life, this was a freebie, right? I got this for free. I didn't pay for this, right? So why would I charge for it, right? Why would I tell you, oh, I got it? No, you know, listen, God put it in my heart that, look, I'm not going to say that, you know, people ain't got to eat and you ain't got to, you know, everybody right. want to be rich, you know? Right. <laughs> but my point is this. I think that the reward in this mm. is when you're giving from the heart. Yes. And saving just, a life. You just, and you're saving a life. Saving you and changing a life. That's everything. You can't, you can't put a price on it. Nope. Absolutely. There and is I, no price. Yeah. If you're doing the right thing, the money will come eventually. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But my, you know, again, it's like saving lives, right? Because that's that is what this is about. This is about saving lives. That's it. That's, that's it. About. Yep. Nothing we go through, and I know it, the time has gone already. Can you believe it? I told you a half an hour ago. Oh, oh, I know. God. Someone said you need to make your show an hour. I was like, you got some sponsors for me? Yeah, uh, you do. <laughs> but but you know. It is about saving lives. That is the only, I mean, all this stuff that we have, the the, the shoes and the laptops and the fancy houses and the fancy cars. Oh, they're so great. I love all the convenience of it. But guess what? It is not going to go with me when I die. Only thing that people remember you by is what have you done for the universe? Mm-hmm. That's Period. right. That's and here's it. another thing, too. Mm-hmm. You can't enjoy none of those things if your ass is crazy, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you enjoy? You know, I mean, it's like you know, where's the real joy and fulfillment? You yeah. know, if 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 you're nuts, like if you're just like not in the world, like if you're not, you know, doing things to lift your spirit. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have all those things, mm-hmm. but if that's all you have, and there's nothing else, that's it. Then then are you really living a full? life like are you really getting out of life what god intends you to you know have you know so i don't know i just you know again this is something like i said is just it, it is it's about saving lives it's about lifting spirits you know it's about letting people know listen you're not alone nope you're and, you're, and you're worthy that's it you know you are worthy to, yeah. to live a, a, a happy healthy life prosperous healthy life you yeah. are over on God's on life terms, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much uh, for being a guest. I want you to hang out with me for a minute while I end this. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys out here. I can't see who's out there because something's going on with this crazy uh, internet of mine. Uh, okay. so I can't, usually I can see who's on, but I can't see who's, I see somebody's, I see you're out there, but I don't know who it is. So grandma, I know, I know you're out there. Our biggest fan, grandma normal. Uh, Jen might be out there. Emma, I don't know who's out there. I can't see you guys, Betty. Oh my I can't, gosh, you can't see nobody. I tell you guys, thank you for watching. 
and please spread the message that we are all here to help somebody else. That's why we're here. We're not here really for ourselves. It looks like it. You know, these earrings are cute and this little hair or whatever is cute. Yeah. <laughs> but today, we're not going to talk about that, are we? Um, but the real truth is, I don't care about none of this. Right. Because it can all be taken away in five minutes, people. Mm -hmm. Five minutes, it can be gone. And what yeah. will you be saying about me tomorrow if I'm gone? What will you be saying? I hope oh. you'll say, she tried to help save or change your life. That's my motto. Okay. Mm. With that being said, guys, I'm going to end on um, a song. You know, I got to plug my daughter, Tatiana. Um, Yay! Go, girl! So I'm going to end you with that in our, in our little ending. And we'll be it. You hang out with me, Elizabeth, for a minute, okay? Well, bye, guys. I'll see you guys on Saturday with Five Black Comics. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, I'll get back to you on that. But we'll be there <laughs> five o'clock, same time. I'm still out. I'm still out in the UK. Loving you. Thank Loving you. I want to come back, but I got to come back. Immigration won't let me stay. Uh, but, uh, but hold okay. up, here, ready? <laughs> I'm already for you.